Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. His amazing friends, Iceman and Firestar. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This time we're going to be doing not G.I. Joe because Gina is still out of town. Mm-mm. <laughs> Um, yes. th- and, and thank you to all the Patreon people who went to her house to feed her cats. The real reason we sent you those keys is a Patreon giveaway. Ha ha ha, we gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. If there's one thing we know about Gina is that she loves random strangers in her house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big fan. That's why she set up those cameras mm-hmm. to capture those moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a true point. <laughs> This I, yes. is a bit for <laughs> the long-time listeners. Yeah, Aren't important. you the one that says that don't, like, like somebody new is watching, yes. listening to every, every episode? every single episode of this show is someone's first time listening. Right. And you disagree with that every single time. And it's still wrong. I still get messages and emails and tweets that say, hey, I just discovered your show. The, this last episode was the first one I ever listened to. That is a lie. We have people. It happens we literally all the time. No one else will ever listen to this show. I can tell tell you every podcast I've ever done my mom has listened to so you will get Thank one you. new listener with oh, this one. Boy. See? Oh boy. First pressure. time listener. She is a oh. very supportive mother. Oh boy. That's fantastic. Uh, I don't have a single family member that listens to any podcast I do. Oh, I apologize to share them too. Ms. Damon for all of the things you're about to hear. <laughs> this is... um, she had to hear my can I mention another podcast on this? Uh, absolutely. Break the podcast mentions his other podcast all the time. Uh, she had to listen to I, she didn't have to. She chose to listen to my episode on the Virgin Brian, oh recorded boy. at Chan's house, mm-hmm. um, about hookup culture, which is just about me oh. hooking up. Oh so boy. that's a fun family <clears throat> treat. Oh. Makes for a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah not yeah. awkward. Anyway, uh, this is Knowing Is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Kirk Chan. And we are joined by not one, but two very special guests. First off, returning to the show, America's favorite stepmother, mm-hmm. lover of Space Jam, mm-hmm. a goofy movie, mm-hmm. and self-deprecation. Uh-huh. It's Eileen Mary O'Connell. Hello! Anything more you want to add to that? No! Okay, so moving right along. I really felt like that was my intro. <laughs> also a fan of Space Jam, a goofy movie, That's and self-deprecation. Nice. It's Janine Nicole Stamen. 
Ah, crushed it. Ah, I got it right again. <laughs> and and you, you may you may know her from uh, Shitpost and Fever, both seen at the Pack Theater. Yes. Very Tell good. me I'm doing it right, please. You're doing so. You're two for oh, two tonight, I think. Thank God. Thank God. It's amazing. I mean, of course, we recorded this show totally separate from the other previous RoboCop episode. No, I just meant like when I walked in earlier, you got my introduction right. I'm, oh, that's what we're talking about. There's only one yeah, podcast right. For sure, tonight, you guys. <laughs> yeah. No, what's going to happen now is Ray's going to walk outside. He's going to hit by a bus. Uh, <laughs> that's even though the best. no buses come by on this nope. street. But today just, not in this neighborhood. Like ghost bus. Just like, He's going out mm-hmm. on top, though, you know? Yeah. We're, we're recording this show in the famed Chanchin 3 season of The Witch. I don't yep. know if we've mentioned this on the show before, mm-hmm. that we are here in the new Chanchin Digs, mm-hmm. an apartment in North Hollywood with mm-hmm. a staircase in the middle of the apartment. What? It's very confusing. And How does that it. even work? It's the it's best. It's a fun layout. It yeah. It's fantastic. It's pretty wild. I'm kind of jealous. I'm yeah. sad that you moved here after I moved away from this area. Were you? Oh, you. Oh, I was um, like less than a mile from from you. Wow. Yeah, right it's a good there. area. Sorry. You know, I used to live in this no, neighborhood. You know, and that means you were living less than a mile from me and you never we never hung out. We yeah. Never, yeah. We never visited. <laughs> yeah. Very intense. Actually, I think I remember like inviting you to like a tiki thing with like Meg and Lauren from Top Story Weekly. I feel like I probably if, went to that. Maybe I didn't. No, no. I'm very flighty. I don't go to things. (laughs) Leaving your house is very difficult. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm here right now. My least favorite activity. Mm -hmm. The only way I'm miserable right now. The only way I get out of the house is that there are uh, two drive-through Starbucks within several blocks of this place. (laughs) I went to one today. I know that I can at least just like sort of like get a couple blocks away and get a cup of coffee and like okay, okay, we can do this. We. We can press on Baby now that we're... Out. Yeah, yeah, go to Aroma Cafe on, right down the street on Tahunga. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going after this. Welcome oh. back to Locals of North Hollywood, <laughs> the podcast. Uh-huh, guys, it's great. I love guys, your life. Guys, we got to... Oh, this has been a delight. But let's talk about... We're talking about Spider-Man and his amazing friends. An episode suggested on Patreon by Brian Rapp, uh, a big fan of the show, and we're a fan of yours, Brian Rapp. I love this suggestion. I had forgotten yeah. this show existed. Mm. It made me so happy to watch. It, I was expecting it to be kind of a train wreck <laughs> but it was a pure delight it was my spider-man my spider-man growing up this is your spider-man yeah not toby mcguire uh no i believe toby mcguire came out when i was uh about 104 okay <laughs> so okay, this like it was f- later in life you know that's uh, fair. I just got really excited. And the name of the show is Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, and this is the Firestar episode. And I don't know a whole lot about Firestar, the character. I thought I knew my X-Men pretty well. Every other character in this show I recognized immediately yeah. by looking at, except for the one who the show is about. Yeah, she was a retroactive X-Men. Um, oh, okay. She was created for the cartoon, and then they brought her into the comics afterwards. So, like, okay. she was... Uh, I think she did become an X-Men, sort of, but it wasn't... Uh, like, she was never one of the uh, main. No. She wasn't even Jubilee level. <laughs> she was not. Whoa. I know, sure. and that's saying a lot. Dang. In the negative uh, side, you I know. I believe Jubilee became pretty much uh, pretty main, a mainstay of the X yeah. titles. Yeah, I'm rewatching uh, the X-Men of the 90s on Disney Plus right now. The animated now. series yeah. is that's, on that's Disney Plus. That's my X-Men, yeah. for it's sure. Yeah. fantastic and uh, a delight to behold mm-hmm. for us all. I need to do a rewatch. It's really, we've watched a few episodes for this. Some of the bad ones, I don't know what happens. Like, but, but it's still good. I mean, it's still X Men. It's fine. I liked it. <laughs> 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 
See, that's how you sing a song so people there recognize it. There were no lyrics it. to this song, And Chan. they still understood it. I mean, I understood it. Yeah. Anyhow. So the thing I would say here is this is Spider... So I, I didn't know a lot about this. So the show is Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. It's from 1981, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it posits a world where Spider-Man and Firestorm and Iceman Firestorm. live... Firestar. Firestorm's a completely different character. DC character. (laughs) These three characters live in a house together, which also transforms into a secret base if they press a button. A series of buttons, not just one button. That's pretty cool. Just pulls on the the, uh, football trophy. Yeah. Everything flips around. And I had forgotten about that. And I saw it. (laughs) And my heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, I, I enjoy this. I think they're trying to just expand the universe. You already know who Spider-Man is at this point. You're watching it for Spider-Man, but now you get to be introduced to all these other characters. Everybody, every superhero needs a base, a secret base. Do they? Yeah. Though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do they? They all though? have a lair, but you can't call it a lair because that's associated with villains. Yeah. Right. Base. I mean, guess base would be. Or you know, like a place for fucking. There's a lair. Get laid in the layer. <laughs> other than the layer. Mm-hmm. And then I found you get that very upsetting. Seven layer dip. Just bring it Ooh. in. Just jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Mm, mm, mm. Um, you, you had me, then you lost Mm-mm. me. Yeah, jiggle, yeah, yeah. jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> Who just, doesn't love seven layer dip? I have a very vivid image of Spider Man fucking seven layer dip now that I can't. That was not unsee. me. Mm-hmm. I did not do that. that was... No, I fully did that. Okay. That's on brand. I think Spider Man did it. <laughs> Guys, I'm very uncomfortable dip. right now. Very uncomfortable. Finally. Now I can feel good about myself. Now you know how the rest of us feel around you all the time. Is this what I do to you normally? Yes, and it's horrible. Oh, man. You're like Spider-Man fucking a seven-layer dip bad, right? I am the Spider-Man fucking seven-layer dip of this show. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank God about. I'll forget as soon as we walk out uh-huh. of this room. Uh-huh. So I'm going to start here. I love the theme song. Can we hear a little bit of this theme song? Because this shit was the jam. It's got a real 70s kind of vibe. Yes, it does. Like the... Uh, the trumpeting horns and it's a very disco era theme in 1981 because we weren't totally out of the disco era yeah. yet. Yeah, we haven't given up yet. Uh, and you know what? Like the only lyrics are Spider-Man and his amazing friends at the beginning, yep. and then Spider-Man and his amazing <laughs> friends at the end. Simple like, and clean. We don't need any of that. We we that's all you need. This that's what the, the show is. This is the ultimate question after Robert Clark Chan. Does this meet your approval for intros to shows? Because you usually prefer it when the show tells you what's going on, who these people are, and why they're doing what they're doing. It still does sort of present that information, but just with no words. Yeah, you don't need to, because like, there's a dude who has spider powers. There's a chick who has fire powers. There's a dude who has ice powers. Done. Done. Yeah, I like it. Except for they then did... Make the entire episode basically exposition. <laughs> yes, that's what the X and X Men. Yeah, yeah. Exposition. <laughs> Very <laughs> true to the comic books. <laughs> yeah, it was an exposition heavy show. Now that you mentioned, which was it. nice because I felt caught up. Mm-hmm. You know, I I never felt lost in this episode mm-hmm. a single time, and I appreciate that. Um, what I would say here is I love this era of comic book culture, mm-hmm. and it's an era that we will never capture again because it's so mainstream now, but yeah. this is a very cheap cartoon, but they get so much visually right, you yeah. know, and just watching it was like a nice, to what Chan said, it was comfortable. I I, I knew I wasn't about to be challenged, Yeah, <laughs> and I appreciated that. 
Uh, no, I honest, I was I was gonna take you down, but uh, I as an adult I watched an episode of Strawberry Shortcake. Yes, and even though I'd never watched it as this. a child, I, I watched it. I was like, oh, oh, it's just nice. It's just real chill. Everybody like the meanest people were pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole experience was like like the best massage you'd ever had. Yeah. So do your strawberry shortcake or the Maya the Bee episode that we watched? Oh, Maya the Bee. It was very friendly, very... That's how I felt about this episode, even though there was a lot of violence in it. Yeah, And it was very aggressive and had a very mean girl in it at some point. We'll get into into her a little bit later. Bonnie. Bonnie. Mm. Um, I still... This this made me feel the way those episodes made you feel. (laughs) It was like a warm hug and it was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking as people who were born... Years, years after years. this uh, and aired, just a little baby. Uh, <laughs> did you feel that same nostalgia or comfort, or was it uh, a, an alien, terrifying old person kind of cartoon? A little bit of both. Like watching Steamboat <laughs> Willie, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with Mickey Mouse? <laughs> Jesus Christ, does he have hip bones? What's happening here? You know, I like I actually had to look it up after I watched the episode because I was like, what year was this? Because the animation mm-hmm. style is like my preferred animation style. Like yeah. that art style is the kind I like. Like old Hanna-Barbera almost? Yeah, it was yeah. very much so, yeah. Um, it was just a few years before I was born. So I was like, oh, okay. Because I don't remember, because I watched Spider-Man as a kid. Sure. And it wasn't that Spider-Man. So I was yeah. like, this has changed a lot. Or this is a different series <laughs> and I was like oh a different series that makes sense and is this on Disney Plus as well we talk about X-Men isn't there like seven or eight different Spider-Man cartoons on going, Disney Plus also going through the 90s Spider-Man so Excellent. but um, I get it. when my it, boyfriend answers the queue I'll find out wow <laughs> take that random guy but yeah, there was there was also when I researched it, this was season two. This was like the second episode of season two. Oh, okay. So we're ready to introduce new ideas. Yeah, which characters. is why I was like confused because there was so much exposition. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're just catching us up because we don't know anything. I was like, well, this is season two. Yeah. I, well, Die Hard fans should know most of this stuff. Well, no, because it's an a it's an origin story, oh, that's but true. b like this character was created for the cartoon, so we never. It's not mm. like today. Every Spider-Man has to start out with like, and by the way, Uncle Ben was shot, and so we had to learn a lesson about responsibility. Or like every Batman yeah. movie slash franchise, but like, oh by the way, yeah, his so parents got that. shot in the yeah. um like How they many just times I got to see them pearls drop. <laughs> I'm over it. Stop it. I get it. I know who Batman is. I don't yeah. need another primer. Like with this, there because again, it's like there's a fire girl and an ice boy and a spider guy. And that, yeah. that's all you need. They just started the show. Like, of course, you obviously know all these people who didn't exist before. Uh, and so like, oh, yeah, now let's delve into a little bit of backstory. Well, we buried the lead. Who wrote this episode? Robert Clark Chan. Uh, Christy Marks. Christy Marks, a hero. And now I can say friend of the show. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. a friend? Christy Marks, <laughs> the, the show, writer of this episode. The show we, has oh, the a show friend. has a friend. So we a big just, difference. We just interviewed Christy Marks, the writer of this episode. Oh, awesome. Uh, just uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and she's she amazing. was wonderful. Uh, I will continue to say nice things about her. This show is... Uh, uh, I would I say I enjoyed the G.I. Joe episodes more, but this was still earlier on in her journey, mm-hmm. and she was still learning how to write exposition. So mm-hmm. this, yeah, that's this, a fair statement. She got into uh, uh, writing for uh, Marvel cartoons. Uh, she originally wrote a Conan... Uh, 
story for Love the it. the comic books, uh, and then sort of like got in, and then like she she's one of the very few female uh, like action animation writers in the eighties. So like yeah, she she's so cool. a badass, and if you look at yeah. her IMDb, it's just replete with just stone cold classics. One of the most impressive people we've met through doing this show, hundred yeah. percent. So uh, definitely. Uh, and here's the deal. As much as I kind of goof on a little some of the th- aspects of this episode, I really, really enjoyed yeah, this episode. Yeah, it was episode. a great episode. Yeah. I did. I like the story a lot. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump into the story because we're introduced to uh, Firestar and she's reading. What a nerd. Am I right? <laughs> a woman reading? reading? In a, in, did they home? allow that in the 80s? Uh, I don't know. Thank you. Well, thankfully, uh, Iceman is there to break that shit up right away. At first, I thought that she was a student and then... Uh, realized that she wasn't so like yeah she was she looked like she was reading like encyclopedias or some shit like it was it was definitely uh uh the, the type of books they don't let you take from the library <laughs> you know uh, so what you're saying she stole them with her superpowers <laughs> well i mean it, what are you gonna do i mean she could burn down the library so you just let her have the the research books yeah, yeah she wants yeah. something she takes it she walks out thank you <laughs> no one's intervening and so and i spend you know what day it is and i immediately assumed it was hump day but that's not the direction the episode that took is, at all. This is not a Geico commercial. It is not a Geico commercial. <laughs> Speaking of which, we got to get Leslie Cena on the show. I, I keep mentioning it. Yeah. I love Leslie. Yeah, she's never, great. never, she's shockingly, angel. never been on the show. What? Uh, as many times as she's been suggested to be on the show. So Leslie, your time is coming soon. <laughs> I don't know. Sounded you. like a threat. I've, ne- I've never met you, but like that's that's how we do here. Sure. Uh, okay, so it's actually the day of the X Men reunion that Iceman and Firestorm are invited to. Yeah. At like a Denny's or something. I don't know exactly how this works. But okay. So. Uh, I mean, they have a school. So you would assume probably at the school. You would assume so, but that's not the direction this episode ends up going with. Yes, it is. No, because they end up having it at their house. What? The final scene is them at Spider-Man and Iceman and Firestorm's house having the reunion. Right, because uh, the school still Professor exists. Xavier's School for Gifted uh, Mutants has a huge fucking a juggernaut-sized hole, hole in it. the wall. It's like it's like a hundred. What's what's a lot of acres? A hundred is a lot of. It's a hundred a lot. It's a hundred acre property, Chan. They have many rooms in the X Men house. They could have just done it in Cerebro. I don't know. Make me come up with this stuff. <laughs> Uh. So we find out that there's a bank robber and he's been foiled. Uh, uh, they foil him and they, okay, X-Men reunion. So this is when we meet a character because they take off. They say, Spider-Man wants to, says, can I go to the X-Men reunion? I know, it was so sad. And they're just like, fuck you. Yeah, they're like, deuces. <laughs> nope. <laughs> deuces high. Have fun. I'll just hang around on this really exciting old tower. So sad. So sad. I'll just be here by myself, oh. guys. Uh, Fuck me, I guess. Say hi to I mean, your Spider-Man. It's not like he has a lot of time between seeing them go and fucking Juggernaut attacking. And then True. Juggernaut just shows like, up and so starts punching the tower. So much happens in this episode. I feel and like it's very fast moving. I was like, everybody's in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot to take in. And what I didn't understand here is Juggernaut, he, he attacks the tower that Spider-Man's on. And he punches it and then says, I'm on my way to go get Professor Xavier because he's my brother. And I had a thing happen and now I'm the juggernaut. 
and I'm going to get Professor Xavier. Why didn't he start at the Professor Xavier school? It's not like it's not in like Yelp or uh, Yahoo Maps or anything. You know, like, he can find it. He went and tore up the town a little bit first. Yeah. Like, why, is, why is he bothering Spider-Man? He's not even an X-Man. Yeah. If the idea is to find out where the mansion is, why are you bothering somebody who's not involved at all? And they well, made it clear that he's not an X-Man in that episode. Yeah. Uh, you're not an X-Man. Yeah. You can't come to our cool parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thank you. Maybe next time. <laughs> Uh, I just want to point out real quick here that when Juggernaut came on screen, my two-year-old said, monkey, monkey. <laughs> so Egon. Juggernaut's a monkey, just so you all know. This holds up. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he starts punching the tower. He tears Spider-Man's webs. And we have a, a construction zone fight, which is mm-hmm. my kind of fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes place in, in a, a building that's being constructed. Uh, he ends up getting coated in cement, Juggernaut does, by Spider-Man, and that yeah. doesn't stop him. Spider-Man what says... happened there? Because it just looks like the cement... Yeah, he gets covered in cement, and then the cement isn't there anymore. It, yeah, yeah. Well, it just, like, shimmered away. Yeah, well, it's wet cement. It's not, Like, why would he think that that would stop him? True. It's not hard cement. But also, the for the record, drip away. It very definitely shimmered off the juggernaut. But also proven many times this episode, hard cement doesn't stop juggernaut either. True, he goes right no. through it. I mean, so in its weaker form, maybe not a great plan. <laughs> uh, which form we get some exposition. This is where juggernaut tells us the point of this episode. <laughs> I am, I am this person, and I am this relation, and I am going to get him. Mm-hmm. Now, why does he need to get Professor Xavier? I didn't really understand. Like, why is he just generally mad? He is angry at his brother because he's his older brother and he was a jerk, question mark. He was a jerk Xavier? from a wheelchair. Uh, there, I, do, I do not recall why he's mad at him. I feel like uh, he, I, I think like, I think they're stepbrothers. So I think it was just something about how mm. like uh, dad loved you best kind of business. Seems like the Will Ferrell classic rivalry, something like that. Yeah, yeah and the other one, and so Juggernaut's the John C. Riley of this scenario. Yes. Yeah, yes. Also, I mean, and I'm perfectly okay with. I have a helmet that is enchanted by a mystical spirit that gives me my strength, mm-hmm. and also uh, makes me really angry. That. That explanation is fine. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Why, go with that. Yeah. Why like, does it have to be deeper than mm, that? That's how I feel with side bangs. <laughs> but you have side bangs. I know. Oh, that's why no. she has that. <laughs> that's why she's going to kick the crap out of you once we're done with this. I mean, it's going to happen one it's, way or the other. It was inevitable. <laughs> the fact that it's taken this long is amazing. <laughs> it's all true. So Spider-Man says, I'm going to go warn the X-Men. Makes sense. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you do. At which point we cut back and we meet new characters in the X-Men, you guys. Yay! Brand new, never-be-seen characters named, let's see if I get this right, Storm? <laughs> and some guy, I mean, this is hard, some Australian guy named Wolverine? Never heard of him. <laughs> With a thick Australian <laughs> accent. Mm-hmm. Heavy, yeah. heavy accent I on the Wolverine. Yeah. I'm the Wolverine. Hey, I was very unexpected. If memory serves, wasn't the original... Uh, Pride of the X-Men pilot, uh, doesn't he have an Australian accent? Why, yes, he does, Robert Clarkchan. <laughs> that was yes, a thing that does. died pretty I'm quickly. Yeah. Now, famously, Wolverine is not Australian. He is, in fact, Canadian. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be talking like that. When I watched it, I was like, whoa. He had like one line, and it threw me out of the moment completely. <laughs> Very <laughs> upsetting. Uh, we also meet the X-Angel. 
Is that the what? The Archangel? They kept calling him the Angel. Is that yeah. Archangel? Is that his name? He was originally the Angel. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he became Angel, and then um, Apocalypse took him in, one of his four horsemen. Uh, and then I believe after that, he became known as Archangel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's when he had the metal wings. Okay. And this was long before that. Okay. When he actually had the halo on his. Uh, torso which it's is weird that's some old school business there i, I really appreciated the wild uh, when a storm appears dressed as storm and Iceman the is ready super to objectification <laughs> yeah just the oh His, i have the quote here it's wow hi with a slow pan from feet to head oh it was on <laughs> yeah Although, also, this being 1981, the sort of interracial implications are, you know, uh, like they kind of had to downplay that, but uh, it's nice that it's there. Isn't Iceman gay? He is now? (laughs) Storm? Uh, Yeah, they didn't they like retcon him as gay or something? Was it retcon? I honestly, I thought he was. Yeah. I mean, and I'm just asking the question because when he started acting like that towards Storm, immediately my brain went, no, (laughs) that's not what you would do because that is not who you are. He loved Storm so deeply, so instantaneously that when he couldn't have her, no other woman would do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a spectrum and he's gay except for Storm. Yeah. I mean, aren't we all? At the end of the day, <laughs> she's the exception that proves the rule. You yeah. know? Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's very impressive. Don't she get me wrong. She changes the weather and she changes <laughs> sexuality. Oh yeah. my god! And she changed Iceman's mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, it's just, it was really jarring to I mean, me. And I know yeah. maybe that's obviously they're not trying to lean into that storyline on this cartoon, but it was, it was a little uh, upsetting. Well, yeah, I mean the. The uh, Iceman is gay didn't happen until the 2000s, I want to say. So, so it did like, get retconned. We're more than 20 years away before anybody yeah, had any like idea like that. seems like a hard character to pull off in like 82, which is when this oh, episode was. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah, would have been really cool, though. It would have been, been amazing. Then. What North- representation? Yeah. Northstar was the first gay uh, superhero, and that was late 80s, I want to say. Okay. Oh. So it was still a ways away from this, but like, yeah. I mean, fair enough. I just like, like I said, it was just jarring and shocking to me to see that happen. It was just not canon. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. I'm in the driver's seat, Spider-Man. Smite in his battle chip. Remember, always wear your seatbelt. Too much for you. Spider-Man's no match for my tri-spider-slayer. No thanks, I already showered today. I'll bet the guys really flip over you. Excuse me while I get myself out of a pinch. Web shooting Spider-Man, figures and vehicles sold separately. Now back to G.I. Joe. Uh, now we get now we get the, basically and that was the first like three minutes of the episode everything that we've gone over yeah, now we get so of this happens. 22 minute episode the next 18 minutes of this one flashback mm-hmm. because this is where we learn all about Firestorm and Mean Girls mm-hmm. such mean girls yeah. because Bonnie we meet goddamn Bonnie <laughs> fucking fucking Bonnie. Bonnie I am not happy about Bonnie mm-hmm. Bonnie is a B uh, because at first like she uh, Firestorm Miss Miss Angelica, that is her name. Firestorm's name is Angelica from this point forward, mm-hmm. and she wants to play with Bonnie, who's a rich girl, mm-hmm. 
And Bonnie literally just comes out and just says, I can't play with you. You're too poor. So straight up. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> that's rough. Boy, you can't come back from that. Like, there's no, there's no kidding around it. Like, I am poor. You're like, well, oh, that's like one of the few things I can't fix right I now. I can't. I have no control over that right now. I'm a yeah. child. And yeah. she, and it's revealed later she she is a, a being raised by a single father. Yeah. Don't know what happened to the mother. If she ran off, if she passed away. Being the time period, she probably had an accident that will lead to her supervillain origin story at yeah. some point, I assume. But and, and they even have the line in there from the dad who seems like a complete mensch like a complete delight yeah and he's like look we don't we are my little angel try to do the right thing whenever you can <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's got her on her on his knee it's so sweet like that you do weird. in a, okay, a traditional norman rockwell weird. painting yeah it's your teenage why is it weird why is it weird ray it felt weird to me because this I'm, it was not a natural way for two people to be sitting what i Egon is on my knee all of the time. Yeah, but he's she's not. She's like 17. That's my point. Is she she's is not 17. Far too she's old. like She's 13. like nine. She's she like nine? 31. Mm, I, and she yeah. should not be sitting on his lap like that. Well, she's 31. She can get a job. Yeah. <laughs> then not so really, it's now her fault that she's. Poor. Wow, we're just going to poor blame. Wow, yeah. victim blame here. Yeah. I guess hashtag Bonnie was right. Yep. <laughs> hashtag Bonnie did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Hashtag Team Bonnie. I'm pro uh, Bonnie. <laughs> pro Bonnie. Uh, so we, we find out that the new nickname is Angelica Jinx. Miss Angelica Jinx is oh, the yeah. nickname for a cool name. Firestorm. It's not even bad. She's like in a punk band. <laughs> um, She's going to lean into it. We should well. note that she gets the nickname because... Uh, the dollhouse fucking melts yeah, when they're like super dicks to her and she melts it and they're like well that is uh, bad luck I guess <laughs> my dollhouse just melted out of fucking nowhere here on this 70 degree day yeah I love that no one questions that these like objects just keep melting like oh that's like a very normal thing but only if you're bad luck, but like, <laughs> I've definitely seen this happen before and I'm not <laughs> losing my mind. That's the question is obviously this is a situation that Bonnie finds herself in all the time Hold with on. a variety of people. What if like, yeah, there are more, uh, there's like Drew Barrymore's all over the uh, neighborhood. <laughs> They're all starting fires constantly. Like, this is totally normal. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it if that's what's going on. Uh, so she melts the dollhouse. She's now that, and so, and this is the part that really I thought was weird. Uh, she's trying to teach herself to, to use her powers, and I think that's cool. <laughs> so she's wanting to make coffee for her dad. So she takes wa- She takes uh, coffee grounds, drops them in a cup, pours that, water in. No, 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 no. Uh, children uh, may not understand that back in the day, it was like instant, instant coffee was that the was happening jam. Here. Because I don't drink coffee, some, and I was like, I don't think this is how coffee works. That's Wouldn't there just be ground Folgers the crystals, baby? Oh, that is that was the coffee. That's is the that default a, coffee is that a thing? of mm-hmm. the time. It's like hot cocoa, but coffee. Yep. What? I know. Mm-hmm. I'm not a coffee drinker either. So. But you just went to Starbucks. I had a tea. <laughs> I feel like you're cheating the system right now. You needed just a nice, warm delight, but without the caffeine. Was that what this uh, Spider-Man episode was? Yes. A nice warm delight. A nice warm delight. Without the caffeine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking a, a seven layer dip. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an image I'm not going to lose anytime soon. Sorry, right? guys. Jam. 
I'm not. I'm a woman now. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally. <laughs> Throw the balloons. We got it. Oh, my gosh. I'm covered in confetti, right? You guys yeah, cannot you, see this at you, home. You do realize that uh, when your daughter finally has her first period, you have to hire a band. Is like, da, 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 da. I am not comfortable with this <laughs> line of thought at all. It's traditional. Boom, confetti. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why you've had tarps uh, attached to the ceiling for months now. Yes. I'm waiting for your daughter mm-hmm. yeah. to have her period in 12 years. I, I mean, could be nice. Always be prepared, Chan. <laughs> Everything about this is upsetting. So moving forward. Uh, okay, so we have instant coffee. I really said, is this how coffee works? Because I did not understand how coffee yeah, works. Yeah, and the answer is, I just don't understand how coffee works. Yeah, yeah. And I'm fine Old with that. Old school coffee. That's yeah. right. Poor people coffee. Poor mm-hmm. people. Oh, okay. Oh. Taster's she's choice. so poor. She's so poor. She's really poor. Honestly, if if that's what happened is like the first time she came over, she was like, hey, can I make you some coffee? Scoop, scoop, scoop. I would say that, yeah, you can't, can't play with us. You're too poor as well. <laughs> also, she breaks the coffee mug. So if they're that poor, I really feel bad for her now because they only have two coffee mugs and she just shattered one of them. Have to share, testing yeah. her powers. Do that in a friend's house. For yeah, yeah. Sakes. yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? Again, that may be the reason why people don't invite her over because she's breaking coffee mugs. You know mugs what? I'm she... starting to find myself on Bonnie's side. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the more we unravel this onion, the more I'm starting to see where she's got a point. Every place she went, something melted, you know? Like, yeah. that's, I don't have the money to replace yeah. all of my melted objects Hold all on. the time. Uh, can we just stop, rewind, and realize that Ray thinks that onions are unraveled? <laughs> Yeah, that's what you do with onions. You just sort of, like a ball of yarn, they just yeah. unravel. Not as many layers as the dip that Chan likes to fuck will dress as Spider-Man, but still layers indeed. So I an onion the documentary has Shrek. six or fewer layers <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that unravel like a ball of yarn. Correct, and that's our next t-shirt, actually. I'm glad you oh. brought it up. It's six or fewer layers, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of an onion. Unraveling. Uh-huh. It doesn't even have the name of the show on it. It's just, just an ironic it. t-shirt. People will know. Mm-hmm. People, obviously, everyone well, will that know. That seems like something that Race to Canis would st- say. Is a popular thing that w- people will say in the future, yes. I'm very <laughs> excited for that day, and I cannot wait to live in that in that brighter timeline. 2020, baby. <laughs> Hashtag 2020. This is your year. <laughs> um, we fast forward now to the Girl Scouts, and I, I question a lot of where supervision is during a lot of this, because... What Bonnie is doing is not just bullying at a certain point. It, be, it turns into criminal acts a lot of the time. I mean, Very physical. She, she threw water on on twigs. That doesn't seem like a... Again, where's the scout leader to be like, yo, we don't do that. She is out getting high. Leave her alone. Kids yeah. had more She's... independence in the 80s. This, mm-hmm. is, this was made right around the time of the first Friday the 13th movie. Checks out. This checks out. This mm-hmm. is what camp counselors are doing. They're having the dirty sex when they're supposed to be watching the kid drowning in the lake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kill them all. Yeah. That's the message of that movie, I believe. Uh. I don't think that was the message. So we, she's able to create fire in the camp that's in the, in the fire logs that have been uh, mm. wet. Yeah. And so, again, nobody thinks it's weird that she has this power and able to do it. In fact, the other girls want to hang out with her instead of Bonnie. Yeah. Oh, this perpetuates the negative relationship. Fast forward now to their junior prom, middle school prom. What were they at? It was a a junior high, junior high prom. Yeah, we're debating the age still. (laughs) I think she's 13 at Mm. this point. 13? Sure. 
I don't I'll know how proms work. I yeah, mean, I, we, I, I only had a senior prom. You didn't go to prom? I never went to prom. Guys, prom was great. Prom is a good time, yeah. It's yeah. the only reason I didn't graduate early is because I wanted to participate in prom. Uh, well, prom is great if, if people are attracted to you and no. would like to be seen in public with you. I, I went, went to too big of a school where like it didn't matter. Oh, really? Yeah. You so just like, went stag? I went stag. Our, well, our prom was at Navy Pier in Chicago, and well, we got to different. ride on the ride. <laughs> Well, oh, that that's totally wait a minute. That's t- yeah, that that's is not my prom you experience. You had your prom at Disneyland for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Disneyland to Chicago, but like, also yeah, like it was a two. Like my class was six hundred and sixty kids. Oh my god! So like it, like like the people on homecoming court, I never knew. I was like, I've never seen this person in my life. Like popularity <laughs> didn't matter to me, and so like going stag to prom didn't matter to me. Hold it, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your did you say your school had six hundred? Yeah, no, my my graduating class had six hundred and sixty. So the school uh, that's was about, probably like that's about the size of my school. There were three thousand people in the school total. Oh so like, I'll be honest. I went been... to a similarly sized school, and I still knew who all the people yeah. were. I did I... not. I'm <laughs> pretty sure that says more about you than than the size of your okay. school. I'm starting to think Eileen never actually went to school. <laughs> what? No, guys, I, I went to school. <laughs> my graduating class was two hundred. That feels big, but not big enough. Not big. Yeah. Mm. We'd all been in the same school system since like second grade. Oh, boy. that's everyone knew everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it turns out that uh, she has hold on, wait a minute. Dur- no, yeah. Were any of the mutants? Oh, how were many were mutants? mutants? Any I mean, it you know, mansion? it's really hard to tell because like things would explode and stuff. But who can say who did it? Okay. You know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Objects I'm melt. This, I'm going to give you a cup of coffee. <laughs> can you make it explode? I mean, can't you? At two chances. It's a very normal occurrence. <laughs> but slightly annoying, you know? <laughs> Everyone's just mildly inconvenienced by her. Boy, that is... Un- everything. That is unpleasant, and we will have to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> you jinx. <laughs> you jinx. So she goes, like, almost full carry. I really wanted her to, like, burn out. I wanted this to be the moment... Where she yeah. goes full carry and just, just kills everybody in her class. I definitely was uh, waiting for that moment and then remembering, like, this is an 80s cartoon. At no point is she going to, like, fucking explode a human being. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we can't even do that 10 years later. So we're definitely mm-hmm. not doing it now. Uh, so she gets punched or thrown at her. So it's just like, that's rude. Also, the dress she was wearing to prom... Uh, I know that she's a poor character, but I would think that dad at least would want to buck up once for a nice outfit. She's wearing like a Handmaid's Tale outfit, <laughs> and, it, and it just did not look good. It was a blue. It was a. It was a little House on the Prairie dress. Is the mm-hmm. best way I could describe it. It is. It is upsetting. So you were maybe hoping for a little more TNA. Yes. Maybe like a slit up the side so that you can really sexualize this 13-year-old girl. Full, Just checking. Full Jessica Rabbit outfit here. Uh-huh. Okay. Did not get it. Yeah, okay. Did not get it. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. allowed to be upset about that, Chan. That is, I mean. It was the 80s. It was a different time. Thank you. <laughs> it was okay to want to fuck 13-year-olds in the 80s, right? Yeah, we well, did, did we all agree on that? If you've seen enough 80s screwball comedies, it's fine. Um, not fine today I would say for the record that is not a thing I would like to do <laughs> that is upsetting and wrong but in the 80s <laughs> but in the 80s let's go yeah different <laughs> to be fair everyone was on cocaine in the 80s True. mistakes yes. were made which was also okay at the time yeah yeah, yeah it's fine it was okay. that's how I was conceived <laughs> <laughs> cocaine yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 
her mom fucked a big bag of cocaine. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, when yeah seven yeah. layer dip loves cocaine a whole lot. Uh huh. Yeah. Babies but, are made. Uh, they were married because we're good Catholics. <laughs> My mom was married to cocaine. I like it. The, <laughs> the cocaine had to convert, but was willing to. Yeah. Willing to learn mm. the lessons. Yeah. Of of the New Testament. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Clearly. Um, okay. So now we get like more just like we go in from like general bullying to sort of just like a uh, 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 miscreant behavior because she's got her whole book report, which is on paper, which mm-hmm. I assume she had to use a typewriter to type out. So this would have taken a while. Also, they were too poor to afford staples. Yeah. And it's just loose paper, not even a binder or folder of some yeah. kind. And so Bonnie, of course, grabs it and throws it in the air, basically, and says, there's your book report. Fuck you. Mm. Power move. I love it. And, whoa. <laughs> and Firestorm says, this is what I learned. I could fly as I yeah, was yeah, flying she... to pick up the, the, the pages of my book mm-hmm. report. Now, how no one was watching. If you've seen, like, school areas as people yeah, are yeah. going to school, they are often Lots populated. Uh, also, she was surrounded by an aura of heat as she's flying. Weird. And she was grabbing... Paper. Oh, didn't do anything. Mm. Didn't melt it. Incinerate instantly. No, that would have been that would that would have been a lot more fun. I think. And this takes us to uh, uh, she was now going to visit her dad at his construction job because who who isn't working at a construction site building a building and says I really would like to take my preteen daughter out of school so she can visit me here. Construction workers make great money. They Mm -hmm. really do. Oh, this is like maybe before they were unionized. And so this mm. is a statement about union and labor. That makes sense. That's all I got. I really it's not a lot, but that's what I'm working with. I didn't. The, my mind is blown right now because I'm thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. what? You know what? No, 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 no. The mom died after a long, hard, drawn out battle against Medical cancer. Bills. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Still paying all of that off. Socialized health care, baby. They mm. live in New York. Which is an mm. expensive place to live. Single yeah. income family. It's where a lot of their money probably is going. This all holds up. Cut to her senior year. And now we get this whole thing. This is still the same flashback. This yeah. is the entire episode yep. of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a gold cup that they won. Or no, they're, they're, the winner of the big football game is going to win the gold cup. And for whatever reason, Principal Dumb Shit. <laughs> I don't know his name, but he's an idiot. No, his name is, yeah. It's Theodore uh, Doomshit. <laughs> Doomshite. Doom <laughs> <laughs> he, he says to Angelica, I have locked this very, very publicly. I have locked this gold plated gold cup worth a fortune in this glass case in the middle of the commons area. And I am giving you the only key, you high school student. I'm not keeping it on myself and yeah, yeah. taking that responsibility as the only adult present in this entire scenario. I am giving it to you, a 17 year old girl. Who people don't like. Like yeah. this feels like a trap. Who's yeah. a set jinx, up by the DM. A well-known yeah. jinx. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is bait car before bait car was a thing. What? She could have very easily melted that key. Thank you. Too many bad things could happen here. I mean, pre- preventable and foreseeable bad things could happen here. Bad job, Principal Doomshite. Doomshite. Uh, I don't understand because he says he he says straight up. Uh, Lock this key in your desk. And she like leaves it in there, and dude like just opens the th- uh, the uh, oh yeah the oh. drawer. Wh- why is it not locked? <laughs> why is it not locked? Well, he told her to lock the key, and she obviously fucked it up. Bad at her job. Uh, wrong. You know what? Yeah, this one's on her. Yeah. Well, okay. So this is where Bonnie and her boyfriend, uh, and he says, "You need to go and get Bonnie, or you need to get uh, uh, Angelica out of the office, uh, and you need to ask her on a fake date." 
So that way she will want to go out with you because you are a good looking football player and she is a jinx. So she will totally fall for this because her self-esteem is very low. Mm-hmm. Very low. She'll be so excited to have a date with yeah. these and then school. Yeah. And then Bonnie will steal the key and then we'll all lie about it. Ha ha. We'll get the trophy uh, and we'll blame I'm just going to jump in right here now and say that I would never have fallen for this because I had very low self-esteem, which says to me that Angelica's maybe a little full of herself <laughs> to think that, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally broken up and I totally want to date you. I've yeah. never spoken a word to you. We're probably not in any classes and I've never shown the slightest bit of interest. But now, no, you know. This, this totally holds up because the handful of times in high school, because I had also very little self-confidence in high school when it came to the ladies. Mm-hmm. And uh, the handful of times uh, 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 people of the female persuasion expressed an interest in me in that way, I was very suspicious of them mm-hmm. because I didn't believe in me. So I thought, obviously, there is something else going on. I didn't understand that people can make mistakes. <laughs> and I was very unclear on that. And so... I was like, there must be an ulterior motive. Are you after my money? Because I have no money. I had the same thing. But that's also because media had constantly perpetuated the cool kid asking the nerdy person out as a prank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so anytime someone was like, oh, and I'm like, well, this is just a prank. Here's the thing. I did get pranked like that in the sixth grade. <gasps> no. So like I had legitimate oh. reason to always. Th- Ooh, let me tell you that. That one, that stung. That that lasted a while. What a monster wow. person! Yeah. I just had no interest in any of the boys in my high school because they oh, were I was, you and McGregor. I was in love with every boy in my high school. I like I had a couple of crushes, but then I was like, no, this is really stupid. <laughs> and then when I went to my high school, my ten year reunion, and I was like, I'm probably gonna get hit on a lot because like I look, I'm really full of myself, and I look real good, and it's an open bar, and I got nothing, and I was nothing, like, and I was like, uh, it is my school's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you know, so many people from school by your ten year reunion are married. Not mine. Really? <laughs> like the ones that were married showed up without their spouses and like hit on their old boyfriends oh, and girlfriends. Yes. It was ridiculous. That's to be expected. It was by, great. By the ten year, many of them are already divorced. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Uh, I actually said I will not go back to my high school reunion until I've made something of myself. So Same. I have still you know, not gone back to I said that as reunion. well and like was feeling real confident about my ten year high school reunion. Yeah, yeah. And then like the months leading up to my high school reunion got laid off, moved in with my mom, started coloring my hair weird colors again, which is what I did in high school. Oh. I was like, oh, no, I'm exactly the same person. <laughs> oh, no. Hadn't All started doing growth, comedy yet. No so evidence. I like, <laughs> oh, man. I was very optimistic about it because like, my, my mom is very involved with her alumni associations. And like she's like, yeah, I go to my, my reunions and I have like friends that I didn't know in school. They're my reunion friends now. And it's great. Oh, my God. And I was like, that's going to happen to me. And I was like, where are my reunion friends? I don't have any. <laughs> also, like our reunion, you know, graduating class of 200, I think. 40 people came to our reunion. Oh, That's yeah. probably a good percentage. And you're yeah. coming up on the time when they're going to start dying, so it won't even be people oh. not showing up. They will it's just not exist anymore. They'll be gone. Yeah. Well, that's probably fine. Well, yeah. and like my, I had like a group of guy friends that I was like pretty close with in high school that I was like excited to see. And one of them had their bachelor party that weekend and none of them came. It was like oh, it was like in Tahoe or something. So none of them came. I really that was like that, 15 people there out. I thought that story was going in a different direction and I'm glad it ended with bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they fair. all died. They were all dead. 
It the same a- bachelor party accident. <laughs> party boat off of bridge. Oh, no. Why was the party boat on a bridge? I, you know, this is outrageous. Getting towed to the marina. <laughs> Too long. And should it have been okay when it hit the water? So many questions. <laughs> um, okay. So at this point, I just wrote here, Bonnie... Just let it go, man. Like, literally nobody agrees with you at this point. Yeah. The only reason your numbskull boyfriend agrees with you is because he wants to get laid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, nobody, like, every, people throughout this entire time have been like, yo, Bonnie. Chill. How old are you now? Like, what yeah. are we doing? Like, why? Why mm-hmm. do you keep this? Like, I know this literally hating Angelica has become core to your persona and core to your fiber of your being. This feels like a, a supervillain origin story. Yeah. For whatever, just like some random ass thing and like, oh, okay, I don't like you in, in uh, sixth grade. And then it just like festers and grows into this all-consuming obsession. Yeah, and it just, I, there's the point, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, what are yeah. you even getting out of it at this point? So, it's so, I mean, here we go. So she has a big plan that they're going to, uh, 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 they're going to steal. They steal the cup, and which they keep um, on the mantle of their house. Which I think, if you're trying for this this operation, that is not the way to go about yeah. it at all. And not just that, they're going to plant it in Angelica's locker, a place I assume once the investigation started was one of the first places they looked for it. Yeah, they planted it after the fact, Which right? Is just weird. And also, like, how would you even know that it was in there? And I just, like, a lot of questions should be brought back to you throughout this process, but these are dumb kids. They're not thinking about that. Uh, at this point, Firestorm overnight sews herself a fireproof outfit, which I'm like, okay, that's your real skill right there. You're a seamstress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We could use you in the sketch comedy oh, community. Yeah. Oh, couldn't we? Like when people promise real Muppets. <laughs> if she had the ability to make real Muppets, for that's a, that, that was never on air. So no, there's no reason anybody would know what I'm talking about right now. I'm just going to keep But I'm on. listening. Yeah. Don't promise real Muppets in your sketch unless you are prepared to actually produce real Muppets. Well, yeah. <laughs> Don't be that guy that we had heard about who promised real Muppets and then every step of the way of this process had to have his sketch cut. Why? Because he could never actually produce a real one Muppet. real Muppet. Name names. I actually have no idea who this person Damn is. It. So uh, it's fine. We'll tell you later. I don't know. Uh, okay, so uh, she sews the outfit overnight, goes to the football game, picks, and this is what I love, she picks up Bonnie, flies her around the stadium menacing her, saying, confess, confess, admit it. And in my head, I'm like, that would not stand up anywhere. Same. I thought the no. same thing. And then the principal walks over and he goes, yo, Firestorm, that doesn't, that Firestorm, that doesn't apply anywhere. You can't just punch a confession out of someone. I hey, love that they call it out. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I yeah, no, it. yeah. Let's talk about the fact that the dean is like straight up talking trash to a superhuman yeah. who could set him on fire with the blink of an eye. Also, I love that it's like, okay, you've been growing up with this girl who things randomly melt around yep. <laughs> for years, and then this superhero comes out of nowhere. Like attacking her only like only rival, only rival, yep. and no one's like um, same person. Weird. I well, love her hair is a different color, so it's totally. Yeah. She also somehow seamstress herself different hair. Her hair is amazing. Yeah. Her hair it. is gorgeous. Again, in her this is a super villain because yeah. she finally she figures out at that moment. Oh, 
oh, I have missed every cue for the past yeah. 12 years. Uh, I feel terrible about myself. In addition, I have to murder her to make it right. She suddenly has the Bruce Willis Sixth Sense flashback where every moment she's like, oh, she was mega fired the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, and then, then, and then Girl Scouts, it all holds up. Totally. So what I love here is that Firestorm's like, okay, well, I beat the confession out of her, but that's not enough for you people. She's like, I'm going to go get proof. So what does she do? She goes to the place where there are no witnesses to where he's putting the trophy in her locker. She grabs him and the trophy and then flies back to the stadium with him and the trophy and says, here's your proof. And nobody should be okay with that. Like, maybe you just had the cup this whole time. And you just grab some of this, her boyfriend, who you know is her boyfriend, and then try to pin this about, so this confession, where he immediately gives up the game. He, yeah, he And, he and that's fine, but also, Also, coerced. this cup wasn't even in his hand when she drops him no, off. Yeah, she had the cup. It. So it looks like she just had it with her. So if they would have just stuck to their story, they could have completely pinned this on Firestar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not bad. Not a bad job, Bonnie and, and Turds McGee or whatever his mm-hmm. name Turds is. Turds McGee. Um, okay. So at which point the dean, the, the principal says, both of you are expelled, which also <laughs> seems a little extreme. You got the cut back. Yeah, that's bonkers. <laughs> expelled them. Not even a due process for any of this. Not even an investigation, which I would think would happen. Yeah. Because this is a second uh, panically coerced confession. Uh, to be fair, though, again, we can't explode human beings nope. in this cartoon. Nope. So, like, how are you going to do get this comeuppance after all of these can't years? Explode, just this expel. over and over and over thing. Yeah, I, I do not know. So, Iceman then shows up and says, "Please join the X Men," and she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's so easy. And I like that she instinctively though fights him. Yes, mm-hmm. like he shows up and she's like, "I'm gonna kick your ass." Yeah. Well, she's still he's got like, her her amped like, no, up no, at no, that no, point. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. a friend, not a foe. <laughs> uh, real quick though, if you could maybe not terrorize uh, children, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, probably good. Uh, before still, you join the X Men, can I still sew? Uh, yes. In fact, uh, we've got a, a brand new crop of people coming also, down the pike. doesn't she just kind of like do the, the classic superhero thing of like, Ooh, and then she's in the outfit? Yeah, like, that was yep. weird. Like, she's, I don't know if she's always wearing the outfit and she burns off her Wait, exterior that's not clothes. that's how you guys get ready in the morning? Uh, no, Holy actually what I do I is I freeze a giant block of ice around myself, then just, oh. and then I'm completely Sorry. dressed. Refreshing. Completely just just in your speedos, just for the record. Yes. Which in in Robert Clark Chan world, completely Completely dressed. dressed. Mm -hmm. Completely dressed. Yeah. Sold up. Did anyone else think that Bonnie sounded like um I'm gonna get her name wrong, but I wanna say it's Becky Sardano? She's like a comedian from UCB. I'm gonna have to lean on you guys for this one. I do not know who that person is. She's like getting bigger and bigger. She's got a very distinct voice. Interesting. It's obviously not her because she's like my age. So that means she would have been recording this episode when she was. But you're saying she's a real Bonnie? To... Yeah. Mm. A very similar voice. Take that, that person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, here's the deal. It, probably. Yeah. If I had heard both side by side, I bet I would feel I that way. I wish I had some of her voice to play um, you. But also just like to have. To have, yeah, yeah. Because it's such a distinct character voice, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and cut forward here to uh, uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. And I literally wrote here, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, he comes back. Spider-Man is in this episode. Oh, yeah, um, it's Don't his forget, show. It's the Spider-Man show. show. Um, oh, dang. I just uh, looked her up. Uh, the uh, voice actor's name is Kathy Garver. 
uh, who played Firestar. She yes. was also in the Ten Commandments. Oh, whoa! Uh. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, dang! And she's still working. Oh wow! Oh, Excellent. Uh, I hope so. She's, she's great. been at it. She's yeah. Thirty years her. later. Forty. 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 Yeah, she's seventy-five now. Dang. Well, this is the part of the episode that I know there's a lot of things that if you think about for two seconds don't make sense. We cut after Spider-Man makes his big reveal. We cut to Firestar sitting at the table with all the other X-Men telling this story to them mm-hmm. as if they're not central to the story and have heard the story yeah, and are highly aware of the happened. story. What? No, no. She's uh, telling it for uh, Storm and for Wolverine. Okay. Because they're new. Uh, she okay. says that. You know what? Like, Thank you. Because I'm like sitting there being like, these are all people who were in the story. They don't need to hear the story again. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? The fact that we have these brand new, I've never heard of these characters before. It was Storm? Is that her name? Yeah, Storm. And, and, and uh, that Australian guy? Wolverine. Wolverine. I'm not familiar and with And Wolverine was like, Crockett, that was a good story. I mean, <laughs> like my Australian accent. I thought that was, honestly, I thought Wolverine was here with Ooh, me. I'm so glad to be, to be part of the X-Men. I mean, Hugh Jackman is Australian. So I know, it's, it's weird. That they didn't out. just con- like continue the yeah. canon. Of- You're like someday <laughs> an Australian will play this role, and, and we want to make sure that we've uh, paved the way for him. Pave the way. Pave the way. Yeah, thank you. Uh, at this point, Juggernaut just smashes the wall in. So Spider Man did not get there in time to to warn anybody. What's so funny is they're like in a room full of like control panels yeah. that look like they're like an epic security system yeah. they do nothing they do and then nothing. he smashes through, through them and then it turns out they're all just painted plaster yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no computers there at all don't worry about that <laughs> um and so all the x-men in turn said fine so storm attacks him uh, uh no no he, he whoops her professor x says starts giving them directions like psychically yeah like, you do this you go here you do this cool so wolverine this is the shittiest I've ever seen Wolverine attempt anything. Like he just straight up gets destroyed by Juggernaut. Just and it's his adamantium claws don't even like make contact. He gets thrown in the air and like smacked. Now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Now it's my turn. Uh, I just oh, want to hold hear. Hold on, hold yes. on, and then. This is the soundtrack that played when I lost my virginity. I just, I just wanted uh, that I'm stuck line. That's, yeah, that's what I said. And so all of this makes sense, right? Narratively. Like all the X-Men are standing in front of Juggernaut and he's whooping them. So obviously the hero of this episode, Firestorm, now takes center stage. And she's going to find a way to bring down Juggernaut because this is her episode. And we are featuring her on this episode. So obviously she's good. No, she actually gets her shit kicked by Juggernaut just like everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we just move on. Which I thought was a... A wild narrative choice, yeah. given that this episode is to put her over to use a wrestling no, vernacular. We just, no, we just need her backstory. It's, it doesn't make her the hero of this episode. Really, no. at that point, she should have been the one to stop Juggernaut. The point is that the X-Men as a team <sighs> get together to take down Juggernaut in the same way that and Spider-Man... Then- and his a person who friends. is very pointedly not an X-Men. Uh-huh. Yes. They make a big to-do yeah. about that fact. Yes, Saves they do. the day. And, and so this is what I really love about it, though, is the fact that my expectations were set up one way. That Firestorm, and there's a big chat with Professor X being like, you have to unlock your potential or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she puts the big firewall, and I'm like, okay, this is about to be rad. And then just it does not work. And then she just gets her shit kicked. And I'm just like, oh, this is The Last Jedi. My expectations have been have been uh, 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 tricked. 
<laughs> and it's taken me in a different direction, and it is a delight. Mm. I'll go with that. So, uh, and then Spider-Man has to make the save. Things yeah. about this. I mean, it is, is his show. It's his. It's his name uh, on the show. Yeah. The Juggernaut keeps saying. Uh, I'm I love that voice performance. Jenny, uh, do you have a brother? I don't, only child. Do you, uh, do you have a brother's sister? Yeah, I have an older brother. Uh, what's his name? Brian. What's his last name? O'Connell. So, uh, do you ever... It's not that Brian O'Connell. Go into a room and say, uh, Brian O'Connell, can you get me a soda, please? Yes, I'm like, hello, Brian, Brian O'Connell. I would like a Diet Coke, please. The fact that his brother has to say his full name every single time. We have to be remembering, Jan. This is written for kids, and kids Mm -hmm. are notoriously dumb. Also, aren't they stepbrothers? Maybe they have different last names. Thank you. Yeah. Also, he's wearing a mask. So yeah, maybe, you know, he isn't like, clear who he is. Just in case you don't know. Yeah. You don't you know the giant dude with the helmet and the going through walls. Yeah. I, I don't feel like there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of confusion there with multiple dudes with no, like, giant I'm, helmets. No, and like all Genesis younger Torak sibling, and, all younger yeah. siblings wear giant helmets. Yeah, I, I had to I'm an only child, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I lost. Okay. Yeah. I'm the oldest. Both my the, sisters wear uh, giant helmets. That's that's my fault. I, I apologize. I did I did not know that. Yeah, it's yeah. cultural. Uh, it's a cultural thing, Chan. Yeah. You just wouldn't understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this a white people um, thing? Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's also a white person thing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's a white person mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's a white person Please cultural thing. Please have some respect for my... Culture? My people. It's also a Midwestern thing. It's definitely a Midwestern thing. A lot, a lot of juggernauts s- around the Midwest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you've been to the Midwest, there's a lot oh, of juggernauts. It's all juggernauts. Is that why football is so popular in the Midwest? Because they're all just uh, older siblings? Yeah, yes. well, they, yeah, they're all wearing helmets. Yep. So they're all like, oh, we should like, have a sport about Might this. Might as well play yeah. football. You already got the helmet. That's yeah. smart. I was a, I was a uh, field goal kicker. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we finally get to the point where he says, okay, you have to take off his helmet so that way he will not be immune to Professor X's mental attacks. So all the X-Men and Spider-Man, because he's not an X-Men, work together and they pull off the helmet and then and then we give him a mental attack to just freeze him in place. And then we like literally laugh around his prone, de- desiccated body. Uh-huh. It's really upsetting. Yeah, Xavier's like, you cannot move. You're paralyzed. You're stopped still. Frozen. Mm-hmm. Like... He didn't get it the first... Hey, he is fucking paralyzed. He knows what's happening. The attack worked the first time, but Xavier's just rubbing it in being a He's dick. Like, he pulls he out his a, thesaurus. Is like, yeah, he got a dictionary. You're immobilized. Into you it. are. And then uh, we cut to back at Spider-Man's house, because that's where they end up at the end of this episode, because Spider-Man's like stuck to the wall at like the fireplace or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and they're just like drinking that instant coffee from earlier. And then they're just like, we're best friends forever. No, they're drinking from white Coca-Cola bottles. Oh, excuse me. All three of them have distinctly shaped soda bottles that are completely, that have been greeked because I guess you can't uh, yeah. let, let them know what they're actually drinking. And it just, it seemed weird that they were just holding them like one of those ads for Hostess fruit pies in the old yep. comic books. Where I was like, mmm, delicious Hostess fruit pies. I, a criminal who has been webbed up is still <laughs> enjoying these delicious, tasty treats. I love it. Uh, and, and yeah, and then literally they just like, huzzah, and that's the end of the episode. Like, we, yeah. don't need, we don't need 
five endings. There was you know? definitely a lot of abrupt transitions in this show, just in general. Yeah, and the animation. I mean, talk about it. The animation, I mean, it was... Was it cheap for its time? Because I, I don't know. Because animation in 1981 was a far different... You're not going to get like... Look, you're not going to get heavy metal type animation out of this, you know? Yeah. You're not going to get that really detailed stuff. But at the same time, like, this feels like at least on par with a a Scooby-Doo or something from Mm -hmm. that era. Am I wrong? Yeah, it it seems of its time. You know, but they also, like, definitely cut a lot of corners. There were a lot of non-backgrounds in this. Mm -hmm. There's one part where Juggernaut knocks, like, a wall down, and there's just, like, the color gray (laughs) behind where that wall was because they were not interested in animating or drawing anything behind it. Yeah. Here's the thing. They paid the writers well, so yes. you got to cut the corner somewhere. And I would say right now, I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed the Christy Mark spin on the episode because, once again, one thing that she often does is subvert my expectations. She did it in this episode, and she told a nice slice of life story from the Midwest uh, growing up as a, as in, a woman. In a neighborhood full of fire starters. Yeah. 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 Like everyone in the Midwest did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. It's just fire starters and juggernauts as far as the eye can see. Mm-hmm. And that's our show. Yay! We did it, everybody. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. They were amazing. Uh, Janine, thank you so much for being a part of the thank show. Thank you for having and me. Having a, like, if the people at home would like to contact you on social media and tell you how great they were, and mostly for your mom, you know, so that way she can get a hold of you. Tell fun. your mom what your Twitter handle is, please. It's Janine Nicole. So it's J-A-N-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E on all of the platforms. All of the things. Everywhere. And uh, go ahead Continuity. and plug your shows, where you could see them and when you could see them. You know, Shitpost is the first Saturdays at midnight. And Fever is the first Sundays at 8 p.m. Well, that, that, that makes sense. It right? does. And actually, this is the first weekend where they're going to be on different weekends. That's what? not right. I kind of feel wrong about that. Which is that. crazy. Yeah, yeah, they're the first, but not the first. It's weird. That is weird. It's crazy. Can you just skip one? Yeah, I think I should just skip cut out, one. right? Yeah, yeah. Feels wrong. Same to have weekend or bust. Weekends. Yeah, yeah. Bros. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you should have known when you nominated those days that yeah. I wouldn't be voting for them. <laughs> I could be talking about anything right now. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, Eileen Mary oh. O'Connell. Oh, um, yes. You can follow me on Twitter at i underscore lean. That's a pun on my name. Yeah. And on Instagram at at Eileen Mary O'Connell. Was it Not two a- ats? No, just at, at, at. That was just me having a little stutter. A-T, I understand. No, they're going to leave them to the wrong person. <sighs> it's at Eileen Mary O'Connell, which, not a pun, just my name. And you can see Murder, Murder, the third Wednesdays of the month at 8 p.m. at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse. Ooh. The Clubhouse. There we go. Fine establishment. Mm-hmm. It's a fine establishment. If you want to do more stuff with this show, and why wouldn't you? You've enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I screwed up the name of that episode. Don't worry about that. Uh, and if you want to hear more G.I. Joe, you want to be involved, so you can go to Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. You could join our Facebook group or just be a part of the page and lurk around there. You can check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Again, Brian Rapp, thank you so much for, one, being a patron and supporting the show uh, pretty much since day one. I, I appreciate that very, very much. Yeah. And also for suggesting this Christy Marks Spider-Man episode, because this was, honestly, I was expecting it to be not good. And then you said, uh, Christy Marks wrote this episode. I go, oh. You're doing us a favor. Thank you. Your expectations you were changed. Yes, immediately they went straight up, and and I was pleasantly delighted by this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, so, and if you guys want to be on there, you could suggest episodes or just get access to our Patreon vault, which has now over 360 episodes of this show. Oh my god! In the Patreon vault, so for five freaking dollars a month, 
uh, a minimum uh, uh, support level. That's how they do it. Sure. <laughs> and probably not even that much. If you do it for $2, I'll probably still give you access. I don't care. I'm very easy to, to go. Anyway, uh, you can get all the episodes and all the uh, bonus episodes that we have in there. And there's a lot of them. Every Know Your Joe's in there. And it's just good stuff. Uh, in addition, you can check us out on Twitter. We are at G.I. Joe Podcast. But individually, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. And I did it right this time. So mm-hmm. you can feel good about it, Chan. Wow. At Prez Serpentor. He's still a thing. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah he's still that. got things to say about things. What is what is that, Ray? <laughs> At Prez with a Z Serpentor. No, what is the There might be a a, a first time listener. There's always a first Jenny's time listener. Jenny's mom so doesn't know what mom. Prez Serpentor you is. Explain it. In an alternate twenty twenty Serpentor, the Cobra Emperor from G.I. Joe, has been voted President of the United States in a shocking 2016 outcome. And wouldn't you know it, the alternate reality he lives in closely mirrors the world of today. That checks out. That would be a very similar reality, yeah. Honestly, he seems like he'd be a little bit more on top of things. Honestly, he would get more stuff done. Yeah. I would say that, yeah. He would have more intention behind the chaos. Play golf less. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot less. Or at least be better at golf. He would fly around on the uh, on the, the chariot, chariot yeah, mm-hmm. and just whack. Well, he's got all the DNA of all the famed conquerors of history inside of him. Why Including not also Jack, Jack Nicholas? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is apparently that is both our go-to's. Not Tiger Woods. Could have gone Tiger Woods. Chose but, not to. Uh, you know why? Because Tiger Woods wasn't a golfer in the '80s, but Jack Nicholas was. Fair. So not, uh, Arnold Palmer. That's my go-to, and it's also my go-to delightful beverage. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. You did not have any lemonade in that tea. Because it was You are a liar. I this premise liar. is falling apart. Wow. I... This episode is falling apart. Oh, man. Eileen, this is what happens. You... I feel like a real Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we all agreed that Bonnie was uh, in the right on this one. Yeah. She we, was, but she took... was still awful about it, yeah. right? She, well, she yeah. Didn't, you... She didn't come out ahead in the end. You could have bad people who are effective but are still on your side. Yeah. Honestly, the whole the whole point of not wanting to be around her because she's poor. Like, Bonnie had money. I get that you're annoyed that your stuff keeps melting, but you have the money to replace it. Mm-hmm. It's not just that. You, I don't want to be around you because you're poor. So I'm going to constantly be around put you? myself in a position where I'm around you. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> she was weirdly obsessed. Yeah. Oh. Maybe she had like a little crush and didn't know how yeah. to deal with it. Oh, that's the that angle. Mm-hmm. She was oh, a cute kid. Oh, boy. Maybe, maybe soon after this, Bonnie comes out, finds a way to like deal with her real feelings and uh, goes to apologize to Angelica Jinx. And then maybe they have, you know, a beautiful romance. But a very tumultuous one. Yeah, very it, hot. Very short, but very hot. Very hot and melty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just over a, a weekend, an extended weekend in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Man, get too excited with your partner, melt them. That's, yeah. It's a dangerous Oh, no, power. Bonnie doesn't survive that weekend. Yeah. That's I feel so like short. she just oh, shit. accidentally melts uh, Bonnie's vibrator, and then she just, then they go to blows over it, and it never is the same. Not going to end well for Bonnie. And thankfully, the body melted, so you don't have to, yeah. there's no evidence. Got real dark in here. <laughs> On that. No, note. just you. Just you, Ray. Yeah, just you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
Amazing Friends. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.